It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Alstle. And welcome to Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Alstle. Carcon Carne being broadcast from the, the scenic confines of my home office. Carcon Carne will return to the car in the month of November. Plans are underway to return, which is very exciting. You know, I went back in the car, then I went back to doing virtual. We're going to go back in the car and we'll see if that sticks. I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So that's next month. Tomorrow in the world of podcasting, the music of Chicago, my other podcast, the sister podcast of Carcon Carne debuts with a new episode. They debut every Friday and you can sign up or not sign up. You can subscribe. You can listen on Google and Apple. And in fact, two weeks from tomorrow on the music of Chicago, it'll be a very special Halloween episode, Halloween and Halloween adjacent spooky songs from Chicago musicians debuting on the 29th. I love this time of year. I love horror movies. Uh, seconds before I jumped on tonight, I just finished watching the new VHS movie, VHS 94 on Shutter, which honestly, kind of awesome. One of the vignettes, maybe not so much. The other ones, totally great. I, I really enjoy that. If you're a horror fan, uh, if you don't already have Shutter, I'm not sure what you're doing, uh, but that, that's definitely something to watch. And I know for a fact, my guest tonight enjoys horror, and I know that because we've talked about it before. My guest is singer-songwriter Nathan Graham, a mega talent and a returning favorite on the show. Good evening, Nathan. Hey, how's it going? Uh, for those keeping track at home, and if they're keeping track at home, that's kind of weird, uh, but you have been on episode 71, 74, 391, 600, and 671, which is tonight's. You're, you're, you're a frequent flyer, and I love having you on the show. Oh, I didn't know I was on that many episodes. Well, we did the one at the hot dog place. Right. And then you were on uh, my Taste of Chicago show. That's right. And then you did one during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then there was 600, the Night of a Thousand Stars. That's right. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. yeah so the, this right. is your fifth time. I mean, here's perspective for you. Tiffany's only been on twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've only had Billy Corgan on once. You, Nathan Graham, five times. Oh, okay. Well. See? Uh, here's the funny thing. Uh, I think you're an instantly, instantly recognizable person. I'm pretty sure I drove right past you on the street a couple weekends ago, and I was in a hurry. I'm like, who's that very tall man with the hat walking around with a guitar in the Ravenswood area? I'm like, it can only be one guy, but I had to keep driving. I'm sure that was. Uh, I'm sure it was. I'm yeah. sure. And I didn't want to be weird and like speed over to the, you know, to the curb. Nathan, Nathan, like flag you down. I thought that would, that would have been odd. <laughs> No, it would have would have would have been fine. I would have stopped for you. I drove right by you. I'm like, that's Nathan Graham, and you had a guitar. Like, yeah. you probably weren't even going anywhere to play it. You just like walking around with it. Just oh yeah, I just it, it's it's sort of like uh, I'm I'm sort of like a shogun at this point. I just carry it <laughs> just in case. And there's like a duel that happens, and I could just I could just whip it out like something at the crossroads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mentioned last time. We had time, just the two of us on this podcast was during quarantine. You played I'll Get It Right. You've been you've been back in the, in the world uh, for the past couple of months doing a lot of shows. You did Shubas recently. How does, how does it feel to just kind of be back in the swing of things? It, it's good. Um, I, I mean, it's really weird because, of course, it hasn't gone back to exactly how it was, you know. Right. So it is a little different. Um, 
but it's nice to see the faces again, you know, so it's nice to be like actually at venues and playing shows and not feeling as if I'm just like playing into my screen and there may be somebody out there watching, there may not be. Um, but it's nice now because I think people have much more of an appreciation for what we're doing and what we have been doing. So now they're kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to really listen to this because this might get taken away from me in another six months, you know? So for real, I mean, the few live experiences I've had since things have settled down a little bit uh, have been very emotional. Yeah. It just as a fan, it's been very emotional. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is what I love. I, I'm doing it again. Yeah. We, so I, I, remember, I can't imagine as a musician how that feels. Oh, yeah. It's, I remember the first thing that I did back was Talia Hall. And uh, I remember talking, I was with uh, Joe George. I, I think you may know him. Um, but he, we were sitting backstage and we were like, man, we didn't know how much we missed, like, loading in and talking <laughs> backstage yeah. like that's that's a huge part of like getting ready for a show like people don't think that you know it's like all the technical things of like maybe warming up maybe like you know singing through some songs or whatever but like a huge part of getting ready for the show is just like sitting backstage and talking well community yeah and having that moment to like get into the mindset of playing a show like i'm i'm about to do this you know so well, on the show tip, you're coming back or you're going back to Pilsen on the 29th. That's right. And that's uh, Thalia, Thalia. You said Talia Hall. I've been calling it Thalia Hall. Am I doing this wrong? I don't know what it is. I, I, <laughs> I said I've heard it's pronounced Talia. I've heard it pronounced Thalia. I've heard it pronounced Thalia. So I, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> there needs to be a there needs to be like a, a press release from City Hall to just to set everyone straight on this. Exactly. So all, we yeah. need to all be operating from the same playbook. Exactly. It's got to be that and Worcestershire sauce needs to have like a like a definitive. This is how you say this. Well, now that, that's that's clearly Worcestershire. My my prop my problematic word isn't in the pronunciation Chardonnay. It's the one word I can't spell without looking at something. Everyone has that one word that they need to like Google to know how to spell. I I, yeah. I fuck up Chardonnay every time I try to spell it. <laughs> is it G I A? R D E N E I R A? I believe so, but I just told you okay. I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> I, that, that, that's that's my one word. That that's my that's my that's my grammatical kryptonite or something. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Thalia Thalia, Talia Hall on the 29th, and then space, right? You're doing you're going to space in November. Yeah. Um I man, I I'm playing space and I'm opening up for the wallflowers. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember the way that I found out is um, my dad, my dad always asked me about like, anytime I see him or talk to him, he's like, Hey, what's going on with music? Like any new shows, any new gigs, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, not really. And then as we were sitting there talking, I get this email from space and it was like, do you want to open for the wallflowers? I was like, Yes, yes, I would love to do that. <laughs> what a great gig! And that's a, that's a good match too. I yeah, hopefully, I, ho I hope it's a good match. <laughs> I, I think that crowd will totally dig you. I think that's great, and uh, what a cool little room to play too. I love I love playing space, and it, I've played space probably three times now, and I'd love it every time I go back. Yeah, and I, I like love what they did there. for the like during the during the, the heat of the pandemic it was like a 
out of space. So, and I play one of those. Yeah, that's awesome. So new song, somebody else, mm -hmm. this started as a voice memo. Yeah. Explain that. So it, I mean, it pretty much all of my songs kind of started as a voice memo of me, like humming something into the phone. And it's, I have like hundreds and hundreds of, of, uh, you know, voice memos where it's just like, if I die, don't delete my browser history, delete <laughs> those, because those are really bad. Some of them are just like stupid, really bad me melodies. And um, so, yeah, it started off as that. And I was kind of like playing around with, I had the chords. I had, I had everything that I wanted to, you know, how the song, how I wanted it to be laid out. But I didn't really have exactly what I wanted to say in the lyrics. And it was more kind of going towards like i didn't want this to just be about okay boy meets girl girl breaks boy's heart you know it was like this was my love story to the music industry and being an artist you know so it's like having those push pull moments of sadness and hope you know and and going back and forth from that so that was that was my intention for this one a love story to the music industry. You don't yeah. hear many musicians say, I'm, I'm going to write a song that's a love letter to the music business. Because yeah. Most of them view it as a, a soul-sucking, enervating, horrible thing. I, you know what? The thing about it is like when you, I think at this point, especially musicians now, there have been enough, uh, you know, documentaries that told you about what was going to happen, you know, for you to just know, okay, like I'm getting into this. I know there's going to be some things that I need to fight through, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to kind of have to accept it. And it's like, it's part of the struggle and it's, and it's upsetting and it's beautiful and it's heart wrenching and it's just everything. It's just like all, all the things together. And it's, you just feel kind of exhausted by it. And I wanted to, kind of have i mean i personified it as if it was a relationship because it is you know it's yeah. like it is very much you know you and your music and how people that can help you get to the next place see you as an artist you know it's like because most of the time there are people that do believe in you and do love you um but then there's people that just kind of see you as a dollar sign you know it's like how much you know it's like yeah. what is your worth in this space you know and um you kind of have to you you kind of have to to look at it that way as well you kind of have to look at yourself that way sometimes and be like you know I, I you know there's i love my art and i love doing this but also you know i have to think about myself as they would see me as well so it's it's hard <laughs> it's it's and, definitely hard and you know how i see you yeah a, sh a shogun oh, okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, so this song, exactly. <laughs> just waiting for for to to prove yourself or be pressed into battle. Exactly. Uh, no surprise. There's a really sweet solo uh, on the song. I love your guitar playing. Thank and you. there's there's a moment in the song I love. You, you basically bring the song to a standstill, then you you build it back up. Like it just I love structurally what you what you're doing on this new song. Thank you. Yeah, I that that's something that I've always loved in music uh is that that sort of like that wind up and, mm -hmm. and punch um there's a song it's not even it doesn't even have lyrics but it's a, a song by johnny a called crea gata and the whole song is the sonic embodiment of like 
a 1950s detective smoking a cigarette going through his notes and then it just kind of like full charge into a fight scene almost and i've always loved that i've always loved that moment of of you're here and then they bring you down here and like you know just have that moment of okay let's have this moment of silence and then we're right back into it i've always loved that in music totally so the new song is somebody else there's a, a lyric video for that uh yeah essentially yeah and uh, it's available on all the streamers there is an album on the way that's right tell me about that so the album is done uh done and mixed and everything so that's that's great um i am so still we're we're kind of working with uh tom and i are, are working with you know with different people trying to figure out if we can you know Tom is your manager for people who don't know. That's right. Yeah. Tom, uh, Tom Schmall. Um, so we're just trying to, you know, work on deals and and everything and, you know, make sure it's the right one and make sure it's a good one. (laughs) Um, you know, as, as much as I am a new artist, it's like, you know, I I do sort of want to try to make this a good thing. So, um, that's, that's our plan for that. See, and I wonder, this is a bigger conversation than we have the time or energy for on this podcast but I, I feel like the music industry being in the posi- in the position it's in right now i feel like artists are more in the driver's seat than they've ever been because an artist can walk away from a deal and still achieve some modicum of success whereas back in the 90s it was kind of like an all or nothing proposition yeah and it's stuff be- like yeah it's stuff like this go ahead yeah. Sorry. i mean you can be a self-sustaining musician for a while without you know a sony or a whatever behind you yeah i mean look at look, there's a guy named eric roberson that is really good and he is a soul singer and he's got like i mean he he goes to city winery he sells out three four nights that never record label or anything like that and um and he's you know he, he's doing pretty well but i think it's it is the, the internet that really can that helps out you know it's like i can reach two people that are four thousand miles away from me which is you know, the coolest without, exactly so i mean that's the thing is like it's it's still a push pull it's still like you know you you want to you do want a record label you do want a, a manager an agent and all that stuff because that does make your life easier yeah um because because the creative the creative side of the brain and the business side of the brain don't always work in concert with one another sometimes it's yeah. just easier to i i just want to be creative today can you please just help me book somebody do this yeah negotiate this shit for me i i don't want to yeah it's like i don't i don't even know what that's i don't even know what that sentence means right there you know so it's like somebody (laughs) tell me what the hell that sentence means and then we'll we'll go from there um i i that's the thing is like i've always had to do it so i my brain is still very wired to the business side of it and kind of being like okay what is that you know how much am i gonna for that what is that what does this mean like you, you know if i don't understand something i will kind of go break that down for late in layman's terms for me mm-hmm. like what does that mean not lawyer speak you know right so um it, it's that that's you know that's the thing is like for artists that don't really know that side or don't really want to deal with that side a lot of a lot of record labels will help them in that in that sense um but the people who are very very business savvy i would say like you know like a vic minza you know, like mm-hmm. he's no he knows exactly what's going on in every part of his 
every part of his business. He knows exactly what's happening uh, at any given time. So it's like somebody like him, it's like he could essentially do it without a label and be just fine. For sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So th that's on the way. And I'm no manager. I'm no expert on this, but I think you take whatever deal that's on the table where they're going to press up a bunch of vinyl for you. Just make sure you, <laughs> just make sure you get this album pressed on vinyl. You are the probably the 12th person. Stop it. <laughs> To really? ask you about that yeah the, uh, man i did another podcast called the underground sessions and I, I, that guy hits me up daily almost and just says like hey man you got that you got that song pressed the vinyl yet <laughs> it's like no i, I don't uh, it's a, it's I a sickness it. it's because yeah. the people asking we, we all suffer from a sickness at this point it's, it's an obsessive it's an obsessive thing it, it consumes us somebody asked me uh should i get into vinyl and it was sort of like you ever seen Dewey Cox, the Dewey Cox story? Of course. When he goes like, "You don't want no part of this shit." That's sort of how I felt. <laughs> it was like you don't want a part of this. Like you don't want to be in. Like yes, it's it's beautiful and it's great, but also you were driving yourself nuts looking for certain records and wanting you know like you know you'll be scouring discogs at like three in the morning like oh man. You know, finally, I found this album and now you got to wait from like there's this weird imprint from Germany that you paid $80 for that you're hoping that gets here and not damaged. It's a, it's such a problem. <laughs> it is. I, I went to the uh, record convention that they do in, in Hillside at the at the Holiday Inn out mm -hmm. there. Basically, it's like a bunch of old, like 55 year old bearded white dudes selling Pablo Cruz records. But I was there before the, they opened at like 430 in the morning. Like yeah. waiting to get first crack at the records and just looking around i'm like seriously what am i doing here what what what's become of me what what's <laughs> why can't i throttle back on this hey am, right. I, am, am i too far gone now it's like train spotting when he like sees the baby and he's just like i gotta change my life you know <laughs> that's it yeah so all right let's go back to you being a shogun uh tell me about your favorite guitar uh, favorite guitar? Oh man. Um, well, I, I made a, a pandemic purchase, um, as, as everybody did. <laughs> it was a, um, so my favorite guitar has always been an ES 330. Uh, so much so that I actually have one tattooed on me. Um, and so I finally got my hands on a Gibson ES 330. And it was one of those things where I saw it on reverb and it was in, it was at Chicago music exchange. And I was kind of like, Okay, well, I got the stimulus check. <laughs> it's like, can I can I do this? Can I like, I don't know. And so I, I was just like, you know what? There's no way that I'm gonna have this opportunity again. It's in the color that I wanted. It's you know, it's like a um, uh, a limited edition color. So it was like it was in the color I wanted. It was in the right price point. And I was like, there's no way that I'm ever gonna get this opportunity again i might as well just go ahead and do it so that's been the guitar that i've been playing for a long time i love it and that's to me and that's just that's just self-care yeah i mean none of us were convinced we were going to make it to 2021 there for a while so you got the yeah. money you, you stimulated some local business you stimulated yourself it all makes sense to me yeah it's, it was that moment of just like well you know the devil could come down the street tomorrow so yeah screw it i'm gonna be glad about this guitar <laughs> and if the devil comes down the street to the crossroads damn it all you'll be ready exactly exactly <laughs> all right so the new song 
Nathan Graham is uh, it's available now again anywhere you stream music you can get it it's somebody else we can see you at Thalia Hall in scenic Pilsen on the 29th and then space opening up for the freaking wallflowers yeah in November not a bad way to kind of wind down the year yeah it's uh it, it there's there's quite a bit of a bit going on oh and December 15th I'm playing uh at Sleeping Village with uh, a new band called the Nets um they're uh three women gorgeous harmonies um yeah actually well you, you our friend Christina Catoni is in it a, a mega talented musician yeah, performer exactly. in her own right oh fantastic yeah they, they might be hard to google though that's my only concern uh yeah for right now they are hard to google uh but they just did a podcast uh the underground sessions and they came out with four videos so you can check that out too so fantastic no she's she's a mega talent that's awesome news oh yeah all right so that's sleeping village in december uh mm -hmm. i love your stuff i always have I, I don't see you as a dollar sign i just see you as a, an artist i love thank you so I, I always appreciate having you on the show yeah me too man thanks a lot all right, that's Nathan Graham. Go support him. Go see him. Go listen to him. In fact, when you're done watching or listening, go go pull that song up, and uh, it's just it's just awesome. And it's just, I mean, it's 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 bluesy. It's soulful. It's I, lo I love everything about it. Thank you.